0: Welcome back to the second half of Carmen Paul Besky's conversation with Back in the Day host, Martina Koulis. Let's rejoin them now as they delve into Carmen's personal biography and his observations about our social history.
1: So you did you did your schooling up to grade 13 here in Barry's Bay, and then you didn't do any schooling after, right? No,
2: I, I tried some university courses in Kitchener, Waterloo, but then I quit. I took a correspondence course. Certified Financial Planning and I did the securities course. I've always been interested in finances, so I took those courses. You took certified financial planning thing, I think that took that took six years. Wow. And had to write the exam every year at the Carleton University in Ottawa. So I still have all those books, so
1: So you did, you still did your schooling then? You did more. Oh yes, I Yeah.
2: Always helps keeps learning.
1: But you your parents never really expected you to take over the shop or anything like that? Like no, ever, because I was working yeah,
2: for yeah. the forestry.
1: Oh, okay, so you did that and then you did your schooling after?
2: After, yeah, after, after. I retired, I guess, yeah. Oh,
1: okay, yeah. It's a nice job, though, working in the park. I, I like working in the park. You-
2: yeah, well, I, I worked in, uh, in the office all the time. I didn't work outside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had a variety of jobs. I started off as, a, as the fire clerk, so I was on the radio. Get the temperatures every day and set up the radio and pay the invoices and stuff. Then I ended up doing the payroll Mm -hmm. for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Then in 1972, lands and forests no longer existed. It became Minister of Natural Resources. Mm -hmm. Any job you had was over and you're offered a new job. If you took it, fine. If you didn't, you're out.
1: Wow. I was
2: offered the timber clerk, so I took it, of course.
1: Yeah, what else are you going to do?
2: But I didn't know anything about timber. (laughs) <laughs> right I didn't know anything <laughs> what's the difference between forestation and regeneration. I didn't have a clue. So that was a kind of a tough time for a while there. Yeah. yeah. And my boss, he just died last year, this year. He's 90-some years old. And he often called me to thank me for helping him. Mm-hmm. But at the time, he knew that I didn't know anything about forestry. He was trying to get rid of me. And but after
1: all those years, now he's come to thank you. <laughs> he was you.
2: But I learned the job, and it turned out okay. But the last few years... In the winter, in timber, it was very busy. You're issuing licenses and preparing licenses and all kinds of other stuff. In the summer, it was very quiet. Okay. So, but the lady in the accounting section, she was looking after all the revenue for mm-hmm. the park. She was swamped in the summer. So I often went over and helped her. Oh, okay. It turned out to be in my favor. When she bid on a job and moved out, I bid on hers and I got it. <laughs> but it was, it was extremely busy. but yeah. it was. There's no such thing as boredom there.
1: No, definitely not. But I really
2: enjoyed it. It was, it was excellent. I had a helper, and, and those helpers were good. They were really good. Edna Frederick, I forget her first name. She was a can two fabulous people. They were really good. Yeah, I remember different. somebody asked me one time to help them with something. I said, when I get caught up, he says, forget, it. you'll never get caught up. And he was right. Yes,
1: it's definitely tough to get caught up when it comes to that many employees and payroll. and. Yeah.
2: But it, it, uh, it was an excellent job. I really enjoyed it, and that's what I retired from. Yeah,
1: yeah. And
2: he was a good man. He, when I was going to retire, I asked him, this guy, uh, I said, I don't know if I can afford to retire. And he said to me, how much is enough? But the second biggest lesson he gave me was, a year or so after he retired, he died. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I don't know how long I'm going to live. I'm getting the hell out of here. It's
1: time to retire, yep.
2: Yeah. Because still and that's 25 retire. years ago. I retired at 52.
1: And it sounds like you've been making the most of retirement with all your travels. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: then I drove a school bus for 10 years. Oh, okay. Then I wasn't sure of my finances, so I went to a financial counseling people. Mm-hmm. They looked at, at my finances and they said, how would you like to work for us? So I did. <laughs> I became a mutual fund salesman.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You really had jobs <laughs> and everything, didn't you?
2: I didn't want to drive a school bus, but Jim Mannion, he was good. He came to me and said, I want you to school, drive a bus for me. I said, no, feel your head. That's the last thing I wanted He kind of looked at me and said, I'll be back in two weeks if I think about it. I did think, oh, I'm the type of person that's up till midnight or later. Then I get up late and I thought, if I take the school bus, I'll have to get up earlier. So I said, okay, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I did it for 10 years. Yeah, I,
1: Jim Mannion, sometimes he drove our school buses when I was in high school for sports
2: and that. So. And he's, he was a good boss, yeah. yeah. I started off with the shortest run. I only had about 45 minutes. I ended up with the longest one.
1: <laughs> Funny how they get you into that, huh?
2: <laughs> but after 10 years.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. But he was good to work for. Yeah. You
1: enjoyed dri- driving to school? Oh, courses?
2: yes. The kids were fabulous. A lot of people said, oh, the kids, I wouldn't put up. A- were they, like,
1: was it grade school or for the high Junior, school?
2: Junior, garden, and high school. All okay. grades. The wow. kids were great. I found if you respected the kids, they would respect you. I only okay. had one instance where, uh, it wasn't on my bus, I was not even driving anymore, but I'm I, I, Donnie was off sick or something, so I drove his bus, and there was a fellow was acting up, and I, I, I said, you're sitting behind me here, and you wouldn't. But he, was, he had acted up before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if he didn't move, I thought, I can't allow that. I, I drove right to the school. I told him that kid is no longer on my bus. And they said, the principal said, it's really not the kid's fault. They come to school hungry, and there's no parenting at home. Mm-hmm. But as soon as that happened, all the rest of the kid's shaped up. <laughs> but I had no problems.
1: So, so you and Donnie, only two years apart. And what about the rest of your siblings? Are you all pretty close in age?
2: The your next sisters? three are one year after the other. Oh my! Donny was born December seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Joni on December twenty-ninth. Mary Jane on Christmas Day, and Lois on January second. Then there's a two or three years between Su- till Suzanne. Then a couple of years to Sylvia.
1: Oh, so you are all were very close in age. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when they came home with, uh, or was Donnie born at home? Do you remember when they came I, home I, I
2: don't, Donnie, I don't know.
1: Yeah, well you were tiny, I guess, when they brought
2: him home. I remember when Suzanne was born, I was at my uncle's, Joe Shushak, and he came over and said, You have a new sister?
1: Probably nice growing up with so many siblings. Yeah, I'm
2: sorry for the single parent, single child, I mean. And like I say, they're all good to me. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: And we're a pretty close family. You see families that they don't talk to each other. I don't understand that. I mean, we've had our differences. Every family does.
1: Yeah. well, but you we get
2: over it. Yeah, I know one family and there's three or four sisters. They don't talk to any one of them.
1: And you never, were you ever married or no? No. No.
2: Do you know the definition of a bachelor?
1: Oh, oh, am I about to get in myself into trouble? No.
2: He's a very s- selfish person who has cheated some poor woman out of a divorce.
1: I like that one. <laughs> so, is that a yes to a bachelor or...?
2: <laughs> I saw that on a sign one time at, in a store downtown. Down <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, I've
1: never heard of that
2: one. I was in this general store in Burlington, Vermont one time, there was a sign on the wall, hire a teenager while they still know everything.
1: Yep, yep, that sounds pretty <laughs> accurate from being a teenager a couple years ago, I can say, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. you, you guys had a jukebox up in your.
2: Jukebox pin- and a pinball machine, yeah.
1: Okay, and that got used probably pretty oh, yeah, heavily. Yeah. yeah. Would people dance there too, or would no, they just play music?
2: Just play the music.
1: Did you have a favorite song to play on the jukebox?
2: My favorite singer was Kitty Wells. Queen of country music. I still listen to country music. It's all I listen to. It's classic country.
1: Is that mostly what was on the jukebox? Oh, no. Oh, no. A little bit of everything? Oh, everything, yeah. And you got... How long were you guys open for? And, like, what were the times? You opened early and stayed open late, too, right?
2: Oh, in the restaurant? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we open for breakfast. Mother was probably there at 7, and we closed at 11 or later.
1: Wow, that would be a long day. And
2: the store was 8 till 9.
1: That's still pretty long. So how did things change when I went from the restaurant to the store? What was the biggest differences I guess?
2: All right. Well we weren't, it was rented for a while. My Uncle Stanley had a clothing store in there.
1: Oh, so there was something in between. Oh, okay. For a few
2: years, yeah. And then okay. he opened up his own place. Um, I don't know if you know where it is, uh, across almost, you know, the Anglican Church is here? Yes. Well a building on the corner, that was my Uncle Eddie's.
1: Okay. He built
2: it. He built, the, he made the blocks and built the store. Wow. And and behind him was my Uncle Stanley's store. He had a grocery store and a clothing store.
1: So you guys had a lot of shops kind of within your family, yeah. around? Yeah. Leonard
2: and Rayfield had my, at this, at the store where they, like, where, where I say the jeweler is there now. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: My Aunt Evelyn, she had a store in Sheenberg, Quebec.
1: Okay.
2: My Uncle Johnny had a store in Wilno.
1: Do you remember going to go visit their businesses when you were younger?
2: Oh, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. Did you have a favorite
2: one to go to? No. Well, we had our own business.
1: Yeah, (laughs) ours. Ours was the best one. (laughs) They never did. They ever give you treats when you came
2: or no? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't. Although the best was going to my grandmother's there. You.
1: Then, then you get the real treat. I would
2: take the train. Oh. To Wilno. One time I didn't even get into the passenger car. I had my ticket, but the engineer asked me to come aboard the train, the engine. Oh, okay. So I went there to. uh, there, shovel a little coal in. That
1: must have been quite the experience. I was, yeah,
2: for a young kid.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. And you get off the train, and the first thing you would do was go to Dorsey's store in Wilma
1: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and buy a big bag of candy for a nickel.
1: Only for a nickel? Wow.
2: And then, well, then I walked two miles to the farm.
1: Mm-hmm. With your bag of candy in hand.
2: And you always had to buy a few extra humbugs. My grandmother liked humbugs.
1: So you had to make sure to leave some for... Wow. So would you you always took the train then to Wilno?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And you got to go in the front. Well, What was the passenger part of it like? Was it just seats? Pretty. Quick. Oh yeah, there
2: was a passenger car, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. One
2: time I took the train to Ottawa and on the way back we didn't make the hill from Killaloo to Wilno. Oh my in God. In well. So you have to back up and give it another shot.
1: <laughs> I can because imagine. Because it is uphill. Not
2: much of a grade, but it's still enough.
1: Yeah, to make a difference. Yeah, I can see that. How long would would a trip trip from uh to Ottawa take? I don't remember now. Yeah, probably a couple of hours, I would think.
2: Teresa has a plaque at the uh, Well know Heritage
1: mm-hmm.
2: about a train ride, and she used some of my. Uh, she she wrote a good story about it.
1: Yeah, I'll have to take a look. Yeah, because yeah, she she was telling me she's done quite a, quite a bit of research. With the families around here.
2: Oh, she's, she's amazing. She yeah. is absolutely amazing. I teach her, I say, Well, I, you know everything, so I have to ask you. She says, I don't know everything. <laughs> but she's written five books or six.
1: Yeah, I know. Before I had wanted to go see her, I, was, I had Googled and I saw, I was like, Oh my gosh, I did not know this. <laughs> very impressive. Not many people can say that for sure. And she
2: was very instrumental in that 100 year anniversary booklet for the, book for the church.
1: Mm, mm-hmm, mm hmm. Yeah. With her I and
2: see. Joshua and Angela Rabetsky. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Lots of contributions from them for sure. And
2: she wrote like she takes a lot of notes when we're traveling. I don't take any notes at all. Mm-hmm. So when we got back from uh, uh Israel and Jordan, she wrote uh she wrote all about our trip and I and the very the paper published it. And so as did the Eagle the, the Leader. Oh really And I've got a the a type copy of it here too. Yeah. I'll have to read it again,
1: yeah, so she and she, it's she,
2: like it really brings you back there, you, you remember everything then,
1: yeah, yeah, that's, she
2: takes copious notes,
1: The nice thing when you take notes when you study, it almost brings you back there for sure,
2: and if you read her stuff, you know it's true, it's just
1: you don't know that much detail without it being true.
2: One book I wanted here too, uh, it's the, the book she wrote about the Kowalski family, I don't care anything about the Kowalski family, but the first 150 pages is a history of Barry's Bay, very detailed, and I've often asked her to, she should republish just that section, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she's hesitant because she says I'm not a historian, but it's, it, the, the information there is amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, even just from talking to her, I was like, oh, she she knows dates so well. I said to her, she knows I the people.
2: She could tell you exactly who's father and son and whoever.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was very impressed. I was saying, I barely can remember what I ate yesterday for supper, and she's rhyming off dates and names, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I hope I can be like that,
2: but. And I saw that book at her place, so I said I wanted to buy it, and I looked all over mm-hmm. They're all sold out. Oh my gosh. So what she did. She updated it and got it republished and gave me one for Christmas.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good Christmas present. I'll
2: show you another good Christmas present. This is a genealogy of my mother's family and my, grand, or my and my, grand, uh, my paternal. Okay. Look at the work that took.
1: Yeah, that's a lot, a lot of work. A lot of it. history
2: there and a lot of research. And where she found all that information, I don't know. Or how she found it.
1: That's very impressive.
2: She's very knowledgeable and very humble.
1: That's a cool picture, and you guys all have to wear the buttons up, button ups,
2: for I school. Yeah. The boys didn't really have to wear it, but the girls had to have it.
1: Yeah, the girls look more like they're in a the uniform than the boys, huh? And it looks like some of you have gel or something in your hair. <laughs> is that, is that I what it know. is, or what? <laughs> Not you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Were you and uh, Donny ever in the same classrooms? No. no? Separate. In high
2: school there's always two grades in a classroom mm-hmm. nine and ten and eleven and twelve.
1: but there was two years between you so two and a half yeah two and a half so you never would have been in the same no probably had some of the same teachers though
2: S- uh, some but not all.
1: yeah they changed pretty frequently like
2: the same grade when I was in grades two three and four I had the same teacher.
1: Oh okay
2: for yeah. the same three grades Oh
1: they kind of moved with you
2: and in the same room even
1: Oh okay. Yeah. There
2: was one row of grade twos and others were grade three. The next mm-hmm. year, three and all four
1: mm-hmm.
2: till grade five. Till I got a different teacher, then I joined a different group of students as well.
1: Oh, okay. So you weren't with the same group then? Who Who would you say your best friends in school were?
2: He's and still is Robert Sibolski.
1: Robert Sibolski. Okay.
2: We've <laughs> We've been friends since kids.
1: Did you live near each other growing up?
2: Where Sibolski's stories is, where the paper is now. Yeah. And you know where I live? Mm-hmm. Just a block apart.
1: Perfect.
2: Right now, he and my cousin, he married my cousin. They live in Calgary. For years he lived in uh, Campbell River, B.C. But right now they live, because their are a lot of lives in Calgary, so they moved there. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we call each other once or twice a week.
1: Wow, that's impressive. So would you guys go to each other's houses? Oh, yes. What kind of, what kind of mischief did you get up to? Mischief. Or not so much.
2: Every first Friday we had to go. We got the afternoon off to go to to confession, and so I would take my car. He would take his dad's car, and we'd park along Lakeshore Drive and then race.
1: (laughs) (laughs) so much for confession, huh? Oh. But we did
2: everything together. We would go to Renfrew Ferry together. uh, We'd gone trips together, and yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, what did Renfrew Fair look like? How has it changed?
2: It hasn't changed a whole lot.
1: No? Did they have as many rides and stuff before? I think so. Yeah.
2: One time we, we took, there were two buses standing and one was going, we, I don't know, we were on it. He said, look, let's go on the other one. Nobody on it. It turned out it wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> so we had to hitchhike. We hitchhike to Renfrew and we, had, and we stayed overnight and then we hitchhiked home the next day. <laughs> And he was always kind of a jokester. I remember we were passing by a farm and there was a kid on a bicycle quite a long way. He was shouting at him, give us something to eat. We haven't eaten in three days. Just for foolishness, eh? Yeah, yeah. We were about a mile down the road. This kid showed up with a bag of apples and stuff for us. He believed it.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Well, you got a snack and you yeah. got some exercise, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's funny.
2: <laughs> he was always kind of a, he's a fabulous guy, but yeah, we had uh,
1: Sometimes he got was you kind of trouble. comical
2: at the time. He was kind of a.
1: Sometimes got you into trouble, huh? Yeah.
2: <laughs> but we've been friends, yeah, yeah, for 50 years or more. 70 years. 65, 70 years.
1: That's a very long friendship. I really. think that's something you'd be proud of. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, he's a great guy.
1: So, w- did they not notice when you didn't show up for a confession? <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, eventually got there. (laughs)
1: Just after, so that way you could say it in confession, you
2: know?
1: (laughs) And all my other sins,
2: huh? Those cars weren't very powerful at the time. My dad had a 56 Chevy, 6-cylinder, and he had a 53 or 54 Dodge, small engine too. And that
1: was his car or his dad's No, no, his dad's.
2: We didn't. We were only 15, 16 16 years old.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did your dads ever find out? No. (laughs)
2: No. <laughs> I wouldn't tell him, of course. Oh,
1: of course not. No, no, that would get you into trouble. <laughs> when did you get your first car?
2: My first car was in 1964.
1: How old were you then? 21. 21.
2: And it was, uh, I wanted a, I really liked the four-door hardtop chefs, but I couldn't really find one, so I ended up... It was, I wanted a 60-chef, four-door hardtop, but I couldn't find one. So I, there was some, but they weren't in good shape, but I bought a 60-chef convertible. I just saw one like that yesterday.
1: Okay. Maybe that was the
2: old one. Same color. light blue. Wow.
1: Light blue. Oof, that's a nice color.
2: It was a good car. I, I didn't, At the time, I didn't want to buy it. I had no money and no job, but finance was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bought it for bogey.
1: <laughs> first car, 20. I guess most people kind of got a car when they were about 20 or so, or was yeah, it well, uncommon you, to have a car?
2: You, you needed some money first. Uh. Yeah,
1: yeah. And the
2: bank had I, I was making thirty five dollars a week. The, the annual salary was because I had grade thirteen, they gave me a hundred dollars more than normal, so oh, okay. I, so I got twenty one hundred a year.
1: Wow, so just finishing grade thirteen, you got a little bump in salary' it's like
2: but i got I was doing well. I was getting advanced progression i got a, I got a promotion and a raise every three months.
1: Wow, you must have been a good worker after.
2: Th- I wasn't there three years, and I got sick, and I was making $3,950 a year. Wow.
1: That's pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was sick. I was in the hospital for three months and one week. And the hospital was covered, but the doctor wasn't. (laughs) Now the doctors are fully covered, but I had some insurance. So I would submit the insurance bill, and let's say I got $100, I would pay put $20 in the bank to cover my premium for the insurance and pay off one doctor slowly at a time. And even when I left, I owed quite a bit of money to the doctors.
1: Yeah. But I was
2: given a break, too, by the doctor.
1: When you had your... We'll go back to the Christmas things. Was it your immediate family, or was it um, your aunts and uncles came over? or?
2: Oh, we had people of all kinds come over.
1: It wasn't just anyone related, it was anyone. Anyone, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: It was, oh, it must have been... Our nice. home was sort of a house people come to. Yeah, I don't know why, but...
1: Like, like you like saying. You drinks
2: were being had, of course
1: <laughs> a little, little bit of dancing, maybe a little oh, bit yes. of music
2: Christmas at our place was always a uh, well, as long as your parents are living it everybody comes to visit grandma and grandpa, so the house was always full at Christmas once grandma died well that kind of everything changed.
1: changed were were there any other big holidays at your fa- at your house
2: no, not really think
1: not Easter or Thanksgiving or anything mostly Christmas. oh yeah, they were
2: always like celebrated, but I mean. Not Nothing as, as big as Christmas. Yeah,
1: that was the main event of the year.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah, it's good to remember some of those times. Mother doing all the work, cooking, and Mary Jean <laughs> helping her. And just thinking of my dad, he was a pretty big man, but he, often what he'd like to do instead of lying on a couch is he'd lay on the floor. Really? Watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd rather just lie on the floor. I don't know why. But as he age, he must have weighed 250 or more pounds, and he probably weighed about 100 when he died.
1: Wow, that's that's a big difference, I would say. It's probably good he was so big though, when he had to break up those fights or whatever. <laughs> Nobody wanted to mess with him.
2: <laughs> but he wasn't. My dad was never a violent man. He's always he only he did that because he had to. But yeah. But he was never
1: never would do that just very to spite man. someone
2: or yeah, yeah. Never, never. You really hardly ever raised his voice.
1: Oh, was he kind of a quiet man?
2: Yeah. Maybe not when he had a few drinks, but...
1: Hey, eh, eh, who, who it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he was probably pretty well known in the community. Oh, he was, yeah. Yeah. Well, even you probably, because you worked at the the restaurant, too, and the shop.
2: Yeah, let's just say that was a good part about the store and restaurant. We got to know a lot of people then.
1: Did, did you find that made a difference when you went to school and stuff, that you knew more people?
2: No, I don't think so. I think about well, going working in Whitney all the I didn't come home every day. I went Sunday night, stayed at a staff house all week.
1: Oh, okay. In the park. Oh, okay. Clark Lake. I think that's the one right um, on Just the east Just before one. the gate. Okay. I've been there. I've seen that one. It's a nice it,
2: one. I think it's torn down now.
1: Oh, okay. They have some near there. Then it might be different. Then.
2: So uh, by that way, but then I kind of lost touch with the people in the bay and I got to know all the people in Whitney. The people in Whitney are really nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did you find a difference between Barry's Bay and Whitney?
2: No, not, now yeah, but not.
1: It's a lot smaller nice. there.
2: Smaller, you get to know the people better the People are all really nice, they all know me. Yeah, all good people.
1: So when when you were younger, like 5 or 10, did you picture life kind of ending up the way it did? No? How did you see it?
2: I've, I've just been lucky, I the people, that God has looked after me, I could, I had, I, I'm amazed at some people that they know at 10 or 12 foot they're going to be, I didn't have a clue when I started out. And I still, I've worked for 35 years and I still don't know. Just the way things fell. I was amazed, I was talking to, uh, I was in Kitchener visiting family and friends, and I stopped at this one household, His name was Ricky Simulski. What do you want to be? He knew he was going to be a doctor. I said, why do you want to be a doctor? I expected two or three reasons. He gave me about 15, all very valid reasons for wanting to be a doctor, a very nice young man. It turned out he didn't become a doctor. <laughs>
1: See, you can have 15 He became reasons. a
2: scientist in the food business, I think.
1: Oh, wow. I
2: couldn't... Uh, yeah. He's really nice young man.
1: Yeah, yeah. You see, you can have 15 reasons to do something and still not... And he still... Yeah. I think it's good that you have, like, the ability to work in different things, though, too. Try out different things. It's always a good... As oh, yeah. you would know, I guess, you tried out quite a few different jobs.
2: But, like, like, I didn't expect... A lot of the things I did, I, I didn't go for it. It sort of came to me. Mm-hmm. Like the job in the park, I just, that, well, I won't even go into how that came on, but I was lucky to get that. I had, be, I had been offered a job at uh, Atomic Energy in Chalk River, and I turned oh. it down. I didn't look for the school bus. See, Jim came to me. Yeah. I didn't look to be a mutual fund salesman. They asked me.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just... And you were saying when you worked in the park, you then switch, switched to the timber and that was that was unexpected too and you probably learned oh a i lot wouldn't
2: there. prepare for that no but i had no. to do it but yeah. even like volunteering like uh i think that's a big part of anybody should, people should volunteer it's good for them as well as the organization like i enjoy i'm the treasurer at the seniors i didn't expect to do that i was became a member of the seniors because i enjoyed their monthly dinners but they asked me to become a uh, the treasurer there
1: the lady that was
2: the treasurer said I should take it for three terms of two two years each. One to learn it, one to do it, and one to give it away. I've done it for, for six or seven now.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: Seven, twelve, thirteen, or 14 years. Yeah. I'm also a volunteer at the uh, Beresby Home Support. Oh, okay. And I really enjoy that. It You get a better picture of the community and what's going on. And, and I enjoy it. Yeah. It keeps I... me busy. It gets me involved with more people. Yesterday I spent the afternoon at the Seniors. It's closed, but the bills keeps coming in, so I was in there and I'm doing a few other things, so getting the bills paid and making arrangements. Yeah, We have yeah. a very good uh, president there. Well, they're all good there, yeah. yeah. But, um, Leah Kinghorn, she's very involved.
1: Yeah, oh, you know
2: her too. Yeah, right?
1: I, I talked to
2: she's her. She's really involved in the seniors and she does a lot of good for the area. But it's, uh, you get to meet more people and it's.
1: I used to volunteer in the manor when I was in high school. And so now I'm working there, which is kind of, I worked in the office for a few years in
2: high school too. Oh, Donnie mentioned there's a young girl working there, yeah.
1: Yeah, it might have been me. Um, and now I'm doing, because I want to go into physiotherapy, so now I'm able to, to go in the physio department and volunteer. So that's, that's really good. I'm enjoying it. It's a good way to learn too.
2: Like the last job I had at the forestry, I really enjoyed it. But maybe I wouldn't have even got it if I hadn't volunteered to help her in the first place.
1: Exactly. You you had that little bit of background that probably helped you out immensely, even though it was all new to you, right? Yeah, Yeah. I think so. I think it's better to say yes to most things than no. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Do
1: you remember any big events when you were growing up here? Or early in life, ever happening.
2: So one thing now, a Barry's bean doesn't have too many characters. Before we had lots of them. We had a lot of them. I'll give you a story. Like for instance, Corky Blaney was one of them. Okay. He and Moose Mask—they had just left the house on Bog Lake Road, and he had a bottle of wine. Uh-oh. And there was a cop coming along. So Corky threw the wine into the snowbank. The cop saw them, got the bottle out, and said, "It this belong to you?" Corky says to him, "Yours are the only footsteps going there." <laughs> Oh, no. Pretty quick answer, eh?
1: That's quick thinking and quick answer. That's smart, bad, but
2: smart. (laughs) His slogan was, live hard, die young, and make a beautiful corpse. Oh. And he did die young. We had a lot of, we had a few characters down there. They were were interesting people.
1: Who would you say were the most uh, interesting people that you had come to the store, that you remember even just around
2: town. Oh, there was a lot, but I, I don't think I want to give any names at the moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair.
2: We had a lot of good customers there, helped us, mm-hmm. out our business, and the really nice people in the area, all the farmers in there, the Yashinskys and Stopas, oh, okay. Romleskys, uh, all nice people come on Sunday after church for their ice cream or, yeah, some of the names, make, like now we, electric stores open seven days a week, before there was bootleggers. So, the area just south of town on Pog Lake Road
1: mm-hmm.
2: was known as Quebec. Really? Because you could buy boots there anytime from the bootleggers.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and the area around the beach here, mm-hmm. or no, like past around where the dance hall area is, I don't know why, but it was called Mexico. Uh, Siberia Road here was known as Asheville.
1: Asheville? Where did that come from? Uh,
2: there was a man, his name was Ashe, a black man lived here.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
2: It's kind of different about Black Men and Bears B in the...
1: Yeah, back then it was... In the,
2: in the early 20th century, yeah.
1: That's interesting. I think, um, who was it? I was. I had an interview and someone was saying that a lot of the streets didn't have names before at one point, And then they got them in and she said... Um,
2: in Teresa's book, she tells where some of these names come from.
1: Oh, okay. It has them all listed. Yeah, yeah. Because I think a lot of the times people just kind of knew where people lived. You didn't need the names almost. You knew more more or less. I'll give you an
2: example of that. Tubby Sobolski, <laughs> Jerome Sobolski was a fire chief. Okay. And I was at his garage one time when he got a call. There was a fire and they gave him the address. And he hollered back, never mind that, whose house is it? <laughs> as soon as he told them, he knew where to call.
1: <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I, I feel like now they wouldn't be able to do that. Definitely not. But that's impressive. That they were able to do. That's one
2: of the best things that ever come to the area here was 911 numbering. And that came because of uh, funds made from uh, the, um, oh, I can't think of the word, name of it. All the farmers get together and there was contest, plowing match.
1: Plowing match. Oh, okay, okay.
2: They had about half a million dollars they made profit. And that went to numbering Renfrew County. That was one of the great things that came here. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And one of the great things to come to Barry's Bay was water and sewer. Mm-hmm. We had lots of water, but we had trouble with sewage. We had at one time we had seven cesspools in the yard.
1: Oh my gosh! Well,
2: we had a restaurant. Then my dad built a house on our property, another house, and that was rented. Where'd the water would go? Like,
1: do you remember when the wa- like the sewer,
2: uh, came? I remember it coming in. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I forget, I don't forget what year it was. It was a real boon to us because every once every week or two weeks. My dad spent a whole day, winter and summer, year round, pumping up these cesspools. We had a pump and a 200 gallon tank on the back of a half ton, and I know it wouldn't be allowed today. Yeah, we had a good well, but I mean, see, with the restaurant, we had a lot of, lot of all the clients would reuse the washroom. And,
1: mm, yeah, that would add up. And all uh,
2: the dishes. We had Remember, when, uh, once we had the restaurant, we had a, my dad built an apartment above the rest. But they took a shower every day, of course. My dad, was, of course, there's a lot of water. Mm -hmm. shouting at them, where are you living or working in a coal mine or what? People before didn't take a shower every day.
1: No, definitely
2: not. We had a man who lived with us for many years. And when he went, ended up at the Valley Manor, he couldn't understand why they had to have a bath every week. He said, I used to take a bath once a year.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he lived with us. He lived with my grandparents for many years. They took him in. I think he was an orphan, I'm not sure. Then when my grandfather died, we took him in. And he lived in our cottage for years. The summer and the winter he lived in our house. And then he ended up later with somebody else before he ended up at the manor.
1: Okay, so he's always kind of a part of the family almost. Oh, he
2: was, yeah. Yeah. My dad used to take different people in. I like to work for him. He'd, he had no place to live, so he lived with us. I remember two or three different people that lived with us. Not only the seven of us, but somebody else living with us.
1: Sounds like your parents were pretty welcoming of pretty much anyone. Oh, yeah. He,
2: well, he felt bad for them, so here you have live with us. Then. Never paid any rent or anything. Just lived with us. That's...
1: They're pretty lucky, I guess, that you your family was around.
2: Sometimes it's good to remember some of them. That's something I do every year is visit the cemetery every year. I do it sort of for three reasons. One, it reminds me I'll be there shortly. Secondly, it reminds me uh, to be grateful because so many people I see died in the 30s, 40s, 50s. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. And thirdly, it reminds me of people that I've forgotten about, that I knew well and maybe were friends with. And, and oh, yeah. Then you remind oh yeah. Then it reminds you these people that
1: yeah
2: yeah. Seventy five years you get to know some people. I would think especially so. the ones like a lot of our customers, the people that have helped me. Nobody yeah. gets by in the world without some help from somebody. A lot I'm of people sure helped me. I'm grateful for them.
1: You probably know quite a few people in the graveyard from.
2: My uncle Benny was Benny Chipier. He was. I ended up being his executor, and I put on his stone a, a treasured brother and a generous uncle, which he surely was. Like I say, he didn't. My parents sent me there to help out on the farm, but and that's all I was expected. But he paid me the five dollars and insisted on it. I didn't want it. No, you have to take it. And yeah. I enjoyed being there. I Got to drive the tractor and milk the cow and go for the cows. Yeah. He took me to Toronto to the Canadian National Exhibition.
1: What was that like?
2: Oh, well, that was that was amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was probably a big trip for you then. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. For a young teenager.
1: Probably got to come back and tell everyone about it. Oh you. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's still pretty a big big event, I think,
2: uh, in Toronto. Oh yes. Cancelled this year, but I I, I, used, I went quite a few years to the CNH. Right? Yeah, they
1: have advertisements up in that I see. Never
2: missed the the uh, hypnotist show.
1: The hypnotist. Oh no, I those that kind of scares me. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> Did you ever get hypnotized? No, no?
2: but I, it's amazing to watch. Oh, it's a barrel of laughs. So.
1: Never have a hypnotist in Barry's Bay. I don't think so. No. Did you ever have like shows coming through Barry's Bay? Do you ever remember that?
2: Oh yeah, I mean different uh, different entertainers and yeah,
1: yeah
2: country singers and come to the old arena here.
1: Oh, over here, Uh, the one at Value Mart, there. Yeah. Oh okay, and where would they perform then? In the arena. Oh okay, yeah, that was probably pretty pretty big thing. Everyone probably went to that then. Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Was it all ages? Oh, yes, yeah. Probably more so. In I forget
2: the who they are now. I got, I bought their records anyway. I still have a lot of records that I hardly ever play now.
1: A lot of people don't have record players, but I, I saw that they're kind of coming back in style almost.
2: Yeah, I've saw, I have a whole bunch of classical, and mant- like Mantovani and all those. I haven't played any for quite a while, but I did a couple of weeks ago. So I dug out some of the old ones and
1: mm-hmm. beautiful music. Do you find your music um, music taste changed over the years?
2: Yes, I remember going to a musical one time, movie. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And I
2: said to my to somebody, I said, if I wanted to listen to music, I'd listen to it at home, put on a record. Mm-hmm. But now I really love the musicals. I yeah. just listened to a couple yesterday.
1: Mm-hmm. What's your What's your favorite musical? Do
2: You have a favorite? Oh, I don't know if I have a favorite musical, but some of the some of the songs like. Mm-hmm. Don't cry for me, Argentina, or memory, or beautiful music. But I enjoy the music. If I'm reading, I'll just put on a musical. That's one thing good about this virus. I'm really getting caught up in my reading. I had bought all kinds of readers, digest condensed books years ago, but never had a chance to read them. Uh I'm reading them now. And the condensed books are good because they take the meat of the story and get rid of some of that fluff.
1: Were you always an avid reader? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: One of my school chums... Mm-hmm. Adam, He was working in the bank for all his life, and when he moved back home here, and I first met him at on the church steps, he said, "Are you still reading Reader's Digest?" I was reading Reader's Digest when I was fifteen, sixteen, yeah, and I still am. Loyal I still get it every month. Yeah, yeah. And I've got and I've got a lot of their music and a lot of a lot of their books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I read for years. Yeah. Was
1: were was it common? I guess for people to read, or were you kind of. One in a few that did I think I was
2: more one in a few.
1: <laughs> what about your brother? Did he read a lot or your sisters?
2: No, I don't think Mary Jane reads. She reads a lot, yeah. Yeah. But. She spends the summer at the cottage. Oh, okay. so she has a does a lot of reading there. Yeah. She works hard there. But yeah, I, I do a lot of reading. Well, uh, <laughs> <Our> host,
1: <laughs> and there's two layers
2: of there in oh, some of them.
1: Yeah, two layers deep.
2: Yeah, <laughs> reading expands your
1: takes you to places you've never been before, I think.
2: Yeah, Travel and books, yeah.
1: Was there anything in your life that you would do differently or change?
2: Oh, probably. I can't. You know, sometimes the things that you thought were the worst days in your life turned out to be the best. The turning points. Like, I was disappointed and angry that I lost my job in the bank. Yeah. But it turned out to be the best. There's other things, a lot of different things that happened now that I thought were turning points, bad things that happened, but there's always good comes out of it.
1: You don't realize it a lot of the no. time.
2: No. So At the but you Like you say when you, you f- get stuck with a lemon make lemonade but sometimes I made lemonade and I didn't know I was doing it. <laughs>
1: I think that's very very good <laughs> point. Yep. And then you finally taste it and you go oh this is this is pretty good. Yeah.
2: Yeah the, the bitter lemon becomes pretty sweet. Yeah that's I got sick or to the work there's other just so many things I'm not going to bring up but I mean there's different circumstances in life that really make a turn for the better, mm-hmm. although you didn't see it at the time. We've been dancing for ten or twelve years, and it's funny how it happened. I had invited a different lady mm-hmm. to a New Year's dance. Okay. She called me. She could hardly talk. She was. I, I can't go. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself. Well, I already have to take I'm not going to waste them. Mm-hmm. So I called three or four ladies to go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they all have their plans already. They yeah. Either have their own boyfriends or whatever. So, all right. I was going to play euchre, and euchre, Teresa was looking after euchre that night, so I didn't ask her. I said to her, you're going dancing with me in (laughs) years.
1: I'm not giving you a choice. I'll be there at this time, and you better be ready.
2: She said, okay. (laughs) And we've been dancing ever since. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you guys must must be pretty good dancers that you've been doing it for all these years. Oh,
2: we enjoy it. Like I say, we don't miss any. One couple was calling us the floor burners.
1: The floor burners, (laughs) I like that. That's a good name.
2: I, I have a hard time sitting when there's good music. Put a wax on the floor and go.
0: That was Carmen Polbeski speaking with Martina Koulis, host of Back in the Day, a program that aims to uncover the social history of the upper Madawaska Valley. It's sponsored by the Station Keepers MV, a non-profit group of over 100 volunteers dedicated to investigating and preserving the unique local heritage and culture of our community. A special thank you to Carmen Besky for sharing his own story and his keen observations about what makes Berry's Bay and its surrounding countryside so fascinating. I'm Kristen Marshand, and for our Back in the Day host, Martina Koulis, and the producer of the Opiango line, Barry Conway, thank you for joining us today. Good day, and God bless.